Well, Boris Johnson bids goodbye in Great Britain after he has been deposed as prime minister. Primarily, it has been a long-running coup effort run by the ultra-liberals and the uh, Democrat socialists who really wanted him out of power and wanted the conservatives out of power. It wasn't really so much about Boris, but it was about, you know, breaking down any chance of Brexit succeeding. And uh, let us see how it moves forward from here. Of course, there is still a conservative majority in the UK. Uh, elections have not been called. The new prime minister will be chosen from among the conservative party. And uh, that leader will stand until elections are called uh, by parliament or, or parliament is actually dissolved. So, you know, at this point in time, you know, it, it is a continuation, basically, uh, with a possibly a different direction. Johnson uh, made his resignation statement moments ago. Um, well, when you're listening to this, it was recorded moments ago. And uh, here's what Boris Johnson had to say. Bye-bye, Boris. That was the brakes. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. It, thank you, thank you. It is clearly now the will of the Parliamentary Conservative Party that there should be a new leader of that party and therefore a new Prime Minister. And I've agreed with Sir Graham Brady, the Chairman of our backbench MPs, that the process of choosing that new leader should begin now. And the timetable will be announced next week. And I've today appointed a Cabinet to serve, as I will, until a new leader is in place. So I want to say to the millions of people who voted for us in 2019, many of them voting Conservative for the first time, Thank you for that incredible mandate, the biggest Conservative majority since 1987, the biggest share of the vote since 1979. And the reason I have fought so hard in the last few days to continue to deliver that mandate in person was not just because I wanted to do so, but because I felt it was my job, my duty, my obligation to you to continue to do what we promised in 2019. And of course, I'm immensely proud of the achievements of this government from getting Brexit done to settling our relations uh, with the continent for over half a century, uh, reclaiming the power for this country to make its own laws in Parliament, getting us all through the pandemic, delivering the fastest vaccine rollout in Europe, the fastest exit from lockdown, and in the last few months, leading the West in standing up to Putin's aggression in Ukraine. And let me say now to the people of Ukraine that I know that we in the UK will continue to back your fight for freedom for as long as it takes. And at the same time, in this country, we've been pushing forward a vast programme of investment in infrastructure and skills and technology, the biggest in a century, because if I have one insight into human beings, it is that genius and talent and enthusiasm and imagination are evenly distributed throughout the population. But opportunity is not. And that's why we must keep levelling up, keep unleashing the potential of every part of the United Kingdom. And if we can do that in this country, we will be the most prosperous in Europe. And in the last few days, I've tried to persuade my colleagues that it would be eccentric to change governments when we're delivering so much and when we have such a vast mandate and when we're actually 
only a handful of points behind in the polls, even in mid-term after quite a few months of pretty relentless sledging. And when the economic scene is so difficult domestically and internationally. And I regret uh, not to have been successful in those arguments. And of course, it's painful not to be able to see through so many ideas and, and projects myself. But as we've seen uh, at Westminster, uh, the herd instinct is powerful. When the herd moves, it moves. And my friends, in politics, no one is remotely indispensable. And our brilliant and Darwinian system will produce another leader equally committed to taking this country forward through tough times, not just helping families to get through it, but changing and improving the way we do things, cutting burdens on businesses and families, and yes, cutting taxes, because that is the way to generate the growth and the income we need to pay for great public services. And to that new leader, I say, whoever he or she may be, I say I will give you as much support as I can. And to you, the British public, I know that there will be many people who are relieved and uh, perhaps quite a few who will also be disappointed. And I want you to know how sad I am to be giving up the best job in the world. But them's the breaks. I want to thank Carrie and our children, all members of my family who have had to put up with so much for so long. I want to thank the peerless British Civil Service for all the help and support that you have given our police, our emergency services, and of course, our fantastic NHS, who at critical moment helped to extend my own period in office, as well as our armed services and our agencies that are so admired around the world and our indefatigable Conservative Party members and supporters whose selfless campaigning makes our democracy possible. I want to thank the wonderful staff here at Chequers, uh, here at Number 10, and of course at Chequers, and our fantastic prop force detectives, the one group, by the way, uh, who never leak. Above all, I want to thank you, the British public, for the immense privilege that you have given me. And I want you to know that from now on until the new Prime Minister is in place, your interests will be served and the government of the country will be carried on. Being Prime Minister is an education in itself. I've travelled to every part of the United Kingdom and in addition to the beauty of our natural world, I found so many people possessed of such boundless British originality and so willing to tackle old problems in new ways that I know that even if things can sometimes seem dark now, our future together is golden. Thank you all very much. Thank you. And from Boris, uh, who is resigning as Prime Minister in the UK, let's uh, listen in to Bill. Bill O'Reilly, of course, with a quick uh, update from his uh, daily radio update that he puts out on WABC 77. And this has to do with the lack of people on the left willing to listen to freedom of expression. They talk about freedom, personal freedom, the right to do this, the right to do that, the right to do anything. 
but every now and then they bring out a you know has been washed up old uh, turd to uh, try and uh, bring their liberal position back into focus. Uh, in this case, the actress who did Will and Grace. Who the f was that? I mean, I didn't even watch that show. So you know, it doesn't really bother me in any way. She did win an Academy Award, which is like you know, <laughs> oh, what was that line from that movie one time? You know, it's, it's no Academy Award or, or, or it's, a, it's, it's a journalism award. Oh, that's like hemorrhoids. Everybody's bound to get them sometime. So you know, hey, in the uh, awards uh, of uh, what is it now? They they, they 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 call it affirmative action awards of the Academy. Uh, you know, that, that that's where. Will Smith walked up and slapped the crap out of uh, Chris Rock, which in any other venue would have resulted in an assault charge. But in Hollywood, he's given a pass because, oh, you know, maybe he had a Twinkie or two. Who knows? Who cares? It doesn't really bother anybody anymore. Uh, but here's what Bill O'Reilly had to say about the fact that mutual respect is something that needs to be given when somebody has an opinion, even if you don't agree with that opinion. You have to respect the right of those people to have that opinion. One of the hallmarks of the progressive left is that they do not respect your dissent from their dissent. Let me explain with the help of actress Jessica Chastain. On July 4th, the Academy Award winner posted a picture of herself giving two middle fingers to the Supreme Court. Jessica believes its recent decision to return abortion to state jurisdiction violates her reproductive rights. That phrase is right out of the liberal playbook, which Jessica reveres. Now, as a supporter of the traditional tenets that originally made America great, I respect Ms. Chastain's dissent even if she used immature imagery. However, I fully understand that Jessica and her crew do not afford those who are pro-life the same respect. It seems to me that trying to save unborn lives is a noble goal if reason is used. By that I mean, say a 10-year-old gets pregnant, as we have in the news now, well, that situation should be dealt with as a health emergency, not an abortion controversy. Reason and perspective are needed on complicated moral situations. But Jessica Chastain and many other pro-abortion people do not even consider the plight of the unborn. And that is wrong. And also that the decision of the Supreme Court didn't really end abortion in the United States. In fact, in New York State, you can have an abortion up to nine months. You know, literally the baby's coming out of the mother's womb. They can kill it. That's how bad it is. And that's how wrong it is. That's a life, you know. And uh, a lot of people may take a different perspective on it. A lot of people, you know, who knows? They're stone stupid. They can't figure out what they're, what they're doing. And they just don't realize that there's just... Uh, a lot more at stake with with life that is so much more important than than sacrificing it. Um, there's a lot of this fake mantra that's out there that's brought out, and uh, it needs to be defended. You know, life is life. Life is important. If you value someone else's life, you value your parents' life, you value your 
you know, sibling's life, you value your uh, friends and, and whatever, then, then you should value the life of the unborn. I mean, I can't believe somebody who cares about the environment, plant life, fish life, the planet's life, can't care about the life of the unborn for whatever reason. It's just wrong. Yeah. Wrong. Life is right. I'm Mike of New York. That's the latest from me now from here. That was Bill O'Reilly and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. Boris Johnson before that, his resignation. Wish Boris well, wherever he be. Bye-bye, Boris. Them the breaks, I guess, for now. I don't think we've heard a lot of Boris Johnson, though. You know, <laughs> look at Israel. Right now, there's even a chance that BB might be back for a, another rerun after four terms. Hey, you never know. Again, I'm Mike K. Cohen. Enjoy your day. God bless you. God bless everybody, wherever you may be. Remember, there is a God. And always remember, He sees all. And He is there for you whenever you need Him. Jesus loves you, and so do I. So, even if you hate what I say, I don't hate back. It's love.